Hello folks and welcome back to Really Just Talking with myself, Gugu Pungula. Um, I know it's been a while since I have released an episode and I know I've said this before, but at this point I literally am just trying my very best. Um, I'm currently in a transitional place in my life right now in terms of my daily routine and habits and I'm having to change the way I do things a lot. Um, on a daily basis and having to also accommodate load shedding because Eskom is being that girl but it's okay and um, I'm doing a research project and it's different from anything I've done before it's kind of like uncharted territory for me right now so I am really adjusting my daily timetable time allocations for certain things for self-love for care for family for presence with myself just you know being able to move and continue to operate in my own life without taking away from other spaces and other places in my life um, whilst being able to keep up with myself and everything around me so being in the space of uh, transitioning and getting used to how to really get into this it's been really rough this past week and a half I have to say week and a half um, with the work that I've been putting in and the weird sleep schedules because you know whilst i'm working i have to also take into consideration the lights might go out and so i have to restructure the way i would have continued with the productivity pattern and you know circadian rhythm is being thrown off but you know i digress what i mean to say is that i'm doing my best and i will upload these episodes um on a fortnightly basis as best as i can and where i don't i'll try to at least put one in in the middle of the week or toward the end of the week like i'm doing right now and maybe try to break them up in parts and do some pre-recordings as opposed to recording you know as the week comes and i feel because now i have quite a few episodes just parked and waiting for me to edit them and put them out you know as 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 the time becomes available but anyways back to this episode episode five today i am basically briefly just taking you through my views and processes on grieving the end of relationships we have all been through or maybe are even in relationships that we may feel are coming to an end or have ended for one particular reason or the other. One of these reasons could be that the person had to pass on from this life into the next. And so you lost them in the sense of physically their presence would never be able to be accessible to you again um, on this dimension, on this plane. And then another one of them is the end of a relationship be it the end of a romantic affair the affair the end of <laughs> romantic relationships the end of a, a friendship the end of a work relationship the end of just any type of relationship that had affected your life in one way or another and was becoming a part of your daily practice or was a part of your daily practice you know just something that was very meaningful to you in one way or another and now you have to deal with adjusting or you had to deal with adjusting to no longer having that person or that type of structure in your life because the one thing I've noticed about the end of relationships is that you don't only just lose the person but you lose what the structure of that relationship did for your overall well-being so for example one of the relationships I had to let go of when I was um, younger was the relationship I had with my grandmother 
because you know family conflicts and stuff like that and there was a very weird energy shift between her and my mom and so grandma was no longer as accessible as she used to be no longer as compassionate no longer as loving no longer for me you know in that in that sense of oh i can count on her she's you know the head matriarch so powerful so amazing and i had very very strong ties to her because she was a beautiful honest spiritual woman that i gained so much wisdom from she was a stellar example of somebody who lived in truth and balance and so when that energy shift took place and she no longer was that person the way she used to be and there was more coldness from her more aggression um less sympathy less empathy um i had to now adjust to the fact that i need to change lenses for her and grandma's no longer going to be this image of a superhero to me this amazingly ever ready to take you in her arms and comfort you type of person i had to adjust to the fact that she now became more of a structural identity you know in the family um structure or unit as opposed to an actual active role and and character or place of of safety and love so when that happened it was really weird for me because she was one of my role models like she was the best thing ever she baked the most amazing cakes she cooked so good um she was funny she sang like an angel She was she was just everything. She was just everything and she always stood up for me and she always stood up for my sister and my mom and so when all of that began to fizzle out I had to go through this transition now where I have to mourn the relationship I once had with her and understand that I can no longer trust her the same way I did before. I can no longer look at her the same way I did before and no matter what this may mean for me i also in that space have to understand that she may be going through something herself that has prompted this change not necessarily not necessarily that it is my mother's fault or my fault or my sister's fault um in our little family of 3 um after the divorce of dad but that she may be going through something that she herself does not know how to express control or convey and so this is what it is resulting in and i was too young to delve into that with the rest of the family but i could realize that there is a shift and it's sudden and it's quick and it's it's happening and i need to start adjusting to it because this is no longer a safe space like it used to be and so being able to in my mind process that daily and begin to dissociate you know um the previous attributes and characteristics i used to associate with her to her and being able to remove them from her without demonizing her because i think that's the one thing we do with people a lot and for me this one example with my grandmother having to move away from understanding that i could have trusted her before whatever it is and moving into a space where i know she exists i will respect and honor her because she is my grandmother but i can no longer um express myself to her the way i did before i can no longer rely on her to be the same person she was before uh, but without demonizing her i had to now actively be present and make sure that i how could i put this um train and temper myself and monitor myself to make sure that i remain within the lines of respectfulness politeness 
um, giving her space to be herself whenever we did go to visit, whenever we did speak. But also in my having removed my trust from her, not make her feel that she has to now come after me to get it back because, you know, she does not need it. You know, she didn't need it. Um, she didn't need for me to put all my trust in her. She didn't need. So why should I now treat her badly or differently in a negative manner? Um, that would make her see that there is a shift also on my end. Rather, what I would do is adjust and allow myself to be set free from that relationship and from that type of um, conditions, those type of conditions for trust and affection and expression without making her feel that energy shift in a negative way that would then possibly further impact whatever she may have been going through at that moment. God rest her soul. So that was just one of the examples. Another one of the examples that I have, a very big example that I'll be going through in this episode was my most recent relationship. Um, It was almost two years long with someone that I honestly was very into. Um, I had had a relationship before him. It was my first relationship when I got into university late bloomer (laughs) late bloomer alert um so i got into university and i met my first boyfriend and that was nice and that was that was cool i learned a lot from that relationship about myself and i was going through it honey i was going through it i was having to take care of my mom and she was very sick at the time my family structure was falling apart my it's just it was a lot going on in my life at the time but somehow i was able to just break myself off a little piece of time uh, to have this relationship and as much as it was draining when I look back and I'm like wow you were tired you were running on empty I was running on fumes but it did teach me a lot about myself it taught me a lot about what I like what I don't like what I have often tolerated that I shouldn't have um, what I should get myself used to or start um, meditating and manifesting and thinking about being able to introduce and attract into my life and also just understanding that sometimes I do make decisions that are contrary to the best thing because of where I am and learning how to now train myself to as I move forward in life not make decisions directly from the space at which I'm standing and how I'm feeling but be able to make decisions from my most truest self who remains constant even as circumstances around me change and uh, even if I'm going through say some depression or exhaustion just all those kinds of things being able to hold true to myself and go look here this is how you make decisions not like how you're doing right now but um Allow yourself to rest, think about it again, recalibrate, you know, that kind of a thing. So that taught me a lot in that previous relationship, but that ended, Woo-hoo. you know, it was terrible. <laughs> you know, you find out somebody cheats on you, water, 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 all that kind of stuff. And so I stepped into my second relationship um, after that with this guy that I was really into. He was such an amazing person i don't want to say he was because it sounds like he's dead or maybe he changed he he didn't change he's still an amazing person um he is interesting intelligent very funny goofy person um very different very different very much on my wavelength you know what i'm saying so i was so into him i was like oh i like this guy he's really great and lo and behold he liked me back and i was like oh 
yes for me <laughs> and uh, so we had our relationship and the first part of our relationship the first year was beautiful it was blissful there was so much growth there was so much communication um, i introduced him to my mother and my sister i basically brought him into my family unit and he became a part of us he would come and stay with us for weeks um he would come over and um speak with us we would have dinner he would come and cook him and mom had a very good relationship and understanding of each other and i know that this was not very um usual or what my mom would normally accept but i saw her open up and you know be a bit softer and allow for this to happen and so i was very happy to have this relationship and be able to share my life in this way with this person and i was still going through a lot of things because a lot of the responsibility especially emotionally speaking and psychologically speaking um still laid on my shoulders and on my head in my family um at the time but unlike my previous relationship partner i let him in on this one um this partner of mine knew everything he knew what i was going through he knew um all the different little holes and the cracks in the wall like he was he was all up in it like you know in terms of knowing the family structure and what was going on and what wasn't going on and what was going right and what was sliding completely south and left so this person and i had a very deep connection um on that on that basis you know i knew a lot about him he knew a lot about me and um we had a very unique and fun beautiful relationship and so we we move on we move forward we grow in the second year of our relationship that's when things started to get rocky because of something that was a fault on his part which i will not disclose here because i don't want to paint him badly um so cuz cuz he's dealt enough with it shame and 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 i forgave him but i just couldn't get over it because it really changed the way i viewed him in terms of loyalty to me in terms of respect for me and the relationship and especially concerning the fact that he was the one person unlike my previous ex who was very much involved in my life and knew what I was going through and to have the I don't want to say audacity because it's very aggressive language <laughs> at this point in time but to um have the ability to stretch beyond um what you can see I'm going through and still treat me in that manner and still treat our relationship in that low regard that right there changed a lot of things for me in that relationship I just couldn't look at him the same I still loved him very much I still uh looked at him with the same eyes because it didn't change who he was you know that that one mistake told me about his thinking um toward our relationship at that point in time and what he's capable of doing that I wouldn't do you know etc etc but it doesn't change the fact that he's still a beautiful person who's intelligent and funny so i was still very much in love with him i still i still loved him a lot but slowly but surely the wheels began to turn and things began to change and i was like this is not good for me anymore because the more and more i tried to fix things with him the more and more we tried to get over it um without fully addressing it because he would tend to push things back and deny and deflect um I realized that there was a person who was coming right up out of me who was not the girl that I was trying to be <laughs> you know I was becoming very distant and cold and 
I was I was just really not the woman that I really am all the time and it was being brought up by the fact that I'm still here and I don't think this relationship is serving me anymore and I'm trying to hold on to the love I have for this person but this love is not enough at this moment it's not enough I cannot hold space for him to be able to figure out what's wrong and get to the point where he truly understands what this did to us um and I can no longer hold space for somebody who's continually going to deflect and then not give us the time to actually recover and have a good relationship or even respect my boundaries and I think that was one of the last straws I had in that relationship where I was like you don't really respect my physical boundaries as much as you think you do and then you deflect and make this seem as if I I, I don't have enough vulnerability in me for intimacy and then you and then you you're going to go and speak terribly about my mental health and speak terribly about my life when you know of all people how hard I am trying and so when those two lost straws definitely those straws were were the, were the ones that broke the camel's back I began to see myself out of the door and I was like I'm going to have to grieve this relationship because I was with this person for quite a while and not only just for quite a while but I was with them very intentionally you know cuz there's sometimes when you're dating someone and you're not there as intentionally as you think you are but here I was I was all up in this I was here I was in love I was invested I was I was ready to go to the wire for this person because I just connected with them so deeply And so the end of this relationship meant that I would have to now figure out all these different things that first of all got brought out by the relationship because that's the wonderful thing about romantic relationships they bring out certain things about us that we may have not known or that we may have possibly how can I put this neglected about our traumas our childhood um patterns of trauma and thinking and training and indoctrination and tendencies all of those things get brought up to the surface in your in your romantic relationships because you are dealing with someone outside of your family structure and you're learning how to communicate with this person how to be there for this person how to give them your love and how they will receive it and how you receive love you're learning how you receive love and if you actually have been receiving it at all and um all the different things that may stop you or the hindrances you may deal with or the different places that still need for you to heal before you're able to fully integrate that person's love or just love in general or just goodness and positivity and worth and value just you know you have to heal a few places to be able to fully integrate those things into your life and so romantic relationships really do help to bring those things to the surface a lot of our inner child wounds are brought up to the surface by our romantic relationships and so that is what happened for me in this relationship and so because of that i had a lot to process first of all and then secondly after processing all of that i had to now grieve the fact that i am no longer going to have this really cool friend that i can share memes with all day that i can watch Rick and Morty with all day you know well not all day but like you know whenever the time or the chance presents itself um when i see something funny that i know that they specifically only in my life at that moment would find funny or amusing i can no longer share it with them and i feel like this is the part of the relationship especially romantically and in other spaces of our lives that we forget to grieve and mourn and recognize that is not only just the person but it's it's the the access and the freedom and the flexibility that you had in that specific vacuum of a relationship structure 
because it stands alone by itself it adds to the rest of your life but it also stands alone by itself and as much as i can share memes with all of my friends there was a certain type of meme that we really were into you know or for example let's say you had to let go of a relationship you had with a sibling or a cousin or a best friend and you have to now deal with the fact that they're no longer in your life in that capacity and space you you always see something and you're like oh my gosh so and so would love to see this or so and so would absolutely enjoy this or so and so uh, would definitely be agreeing with me right now and saying Mm-mm, to that you know all those different things that are not necessarily tied to the person but tied to the experiences that you had with that person and so i had to start you know the process of grieving the relationship of mourning it of going into you know the stages of 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 <laughs> of grief and um i learned so much from those places that you know how important journaling is and uh, guys i really do i recommend journaling please journal whenever you have feelings on the inside of you that you cannot express to another person as yet that you don't know how to put forward and convey in words or even in any other medium um physically out of your own mouth when it feels like they are sitting like a lump of 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 collected air painfully in your chest take a pen and paper put them down put them down watch them run like from the ink all the way onto the page watch them leave your body be present in watching them leave your body let your writing get really untidy let your your emotions get really way up in there in the air and allow that frustration to come out of you allow for all the things that were unsaid to be said even if it's not to the appropriate person but to be put down onto this page onto this journal for you to be able to move forward you know because that was another thing that really helped me i i got into journaling and i got into meditation and yoga because i was like i need to move all this pain out of my body somehow physically i need to get my mind and 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 subconscious into the space of understanding that we are actively moving this trauma from inside of us to way outside of our bodies we need for it to get out we need for it to make its way out of my my vessels all the different muscle memories i had created with this person i had to now begin to release them through breathing exercises through journaling through meditation uh, whenever i needed to pray i prayed i was like lord this is really hard today help help me out you know give me the strength give me the energy to give myself the space and time there was this one week where i just took a week off and because i didn't have my own room at the time i slept on the floor in the lounge <laughs> like a guest and but it helped me to just camp out there and feel the aloneness of 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 myself right now and really just think about how there no more there, there's no more familiar spaces with this person that I could take up there's no more um communication that's going to happen and being able to fully grieve all of those different processes and then also dealing with the things that arose from the relationship so speaking to my therapist um thank god i, I was able to use the school therapist because i was uh, uh, as as part of the university system as a law student th- there was i had access to this therapist this psychologist at the school and i would speak to her 
mainly well way before this she knew about my family issues about my emotional burdens and all of these different hats and capacities and spaces i was taking up in my family for the sake of its well-being and livelihood and continuation but i was able also to come to her this time and go this is really difficult because this person was my friend and now it's a little hard because already with the amount of responsibilities i had i wasn't able to spend a lot of time with my friends the the, the conventional young 20 year old way a lot of my friends were able to go out and have fun and bond a lot further than i was able to with them but i had this one person who did not mind that i had barely enough time for this or that the one person who would squeeze all of their things and and and, and shape shift you know to make sure that they could also make time for me even though i did most of the shape shifting and the squeezing and the making of the time but i had this one place where i was like okay, i have a I have a friend here i have a lover it's it's pretty much the everything all sorts packet that i can just pull whenever you know i need and i can share my life with them and aside from just being a place where i found youth again and being able to enjoy the age i was at with somebody who's my contemporary I found a space where in which I wanted to express, convey and share myself and share love and share intimacy and deep thoughts and all those kinds of things and so having to let go of that was a lot. So I went through therapy, I journaled a lot, I had moments where I had to make affirmations about cutting ties with the relationship. Um I did my spiritual baths where I had to give myself that moment of truly deeply understanding the end of this part of my life and embracing newness into my life and healing into my life and understanding that I I need not reframe anything of the relationship but remember it in its trueness you know and of course where there has been trauma that goes beyond being able to process it and deal with it reframe those moments reframe as much as you need to to be able to regain the power to address and deal with certain situations that you've been in and been a part of that you now need to move away from and be able to let go of but you know I really did begin to take on this the, the space and the time to think about this person to think about how they've been a good person to me and that the end of the relationship the turning sour of the relationship did not necessarily mean that they became a terrible person and I had to do this again also with one of my friendships that I that that ended um I think it was 2019. And so I had to let go of this person in the capacity of being a best friend and a sister and I had to deal with missing them and I had to deal with going, "Oh my god, so and so would love to this outfit or oh my god, she would look so hot in this because she's that person or oh, you know, she'll never know how much she affected me in terms of helping me boost my self-esteem and you know, just enjoy having fun and 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 experiencing life. And so dealing with missing a person and allowing yourself to miss them and not feel ashamed because we're living in this culture where any relationship that has ended with someone especially romantic relationships and friendships people act as if you're not allowed to miss the person that that been to you you're allowed to you're allowed to miss that person you're allowed to have days where you're like you know what today would be one of those days where I just spend time with this person and I'd be able to enjoy their company and I'd be able to tell them what's on my mind and hear what's on their mind and I miss that and give yourself the space and the time to miss them to write down about how much you miss them to write down about what you'd be talking about but then also 
very respectfully to yourself, acknowledging that that can no longer happen and that you accept that it can no longer happen and that you release them and you release the relationship you used to have and you make space for new relationships to, to occur and materialize. But it's just being able to be in that space and take in everything that happened. I feel like we're living in such a weird culture of denying that something was really that important to you when it was. Don't deny how important something or someone was important to you just because the relationship has changed. Don't make them a terrible person just because the relationship has changed. Mourn them, yes. Let go of them in that particular capacity. Allow yourself to miss them the way you would be. Allow yourself to miss someone who's passed on, you know. Like for me, my father passed on when I was in second year in, in university in 2018. And I allow myself to miss him. Was he the best dad under the sun? <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, but he tried his best. He tried what he could. He also had his own issues. But just like with him, um, as, as, as gone as he is physically, I allow myself to miss him. I have days where I'm like, you know, today, as much as I never was able to have physical access of my father... I miss being able to call him and hear his voice. I miss being able to know that if I don't get him and I'm disappointed that he didn't answer my call, that he's alive on the other end and it's just that he didn't pick up my call. You know, I allow myself to have those moments of, of allowing myself to say, you know what, it's okay that you miss this person. You've released them to, to, to rise to their beautiful eternal rest, but I miss them still. I miss the capacity that I had, I missed the access that I had to them. And so the same thing can be done with relationships that need to end whilst people are here on earth, whether it be a romantic partner or a friendship, allow yourself to journal, to speak. Even if you don't have access to a therapist, if you have friends and people around you, your network of people who will not judge you, people who can hold space for you to be able to go through those emotions with them present, listening to you, allowing for you to go through them with them, alongside you, next to you, giving you support, do that. Speak, say it out, look in the mirror and say out, you know what, today I miss this person. I receive and accept that they are gone from my life in this capacity of X, Y, and Z. But truly today, I'm missing this one aspect of them, which is still a beautiful aspect of them, even though things have ended and, you know, fizzled out the way that they have. Because I think that one of the biggest healing things of this journey that we have as, as human beings and one of the biggest healing parts of being able to lack of a better word get over people or someone or some relationships is being able to keep their pure image keep their pure image if they were abusive keep that pure image don't try think to yourself maybe you were overreacting they were abusive but they were good moments allow yourself to embrace that and accept that they were good moments and if they were distorted, allow yourself to accept that they were distorted. Those moments were, were seemed good because of where I was and not because they were actually good. Allow yourself to fully be in the sadness, in the depth, in the darkness, on the hollows of, of, of what transpired between you and that person or persons so that you can be able to, when it is time to reframe those memories so you can regain your power and rid yourself of victimization so that you're doing it in 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 finality 
And well, nothing is ever final in this healing journey because it continues every single day. But to have more of a permanent sense of reframing. And if you're not going to reframe anything, to have full recollection and memory of the truth. So that as you're healing, you don't fool yourself. You don't lie to yourself in any type of way. So that's the one thing I find the most important about grieving and mourning the end of relationships. Remember the fullness of the person. Remember the fullness of the interactions you had with them. Remember the fullness of the relationship. Allow for it to remain the way it was in your mind for however long it needs to be that way. For you to be able to go through those pages of memory and you know, do cross-referencing and be able to look at the, the graph of the relationship that, okay, no, actually, now that I go back and I'm more present than I was before, maybe, perhaps, you know, I'm more healed than I was before, perhaps, here was my pitfall as well. Here was their pitfall. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay, let's go back. This is where the relationship began to decline. This is what may have possibly spark the change that then shifted the dynamic of the relationship all these different things are so 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 very important and i think that i'll do a part two just specifically on the processes because this was just me reminding you to allow yourself to mourn relationships allow yourself to miss people allow yourself to to wallow every now and then (laughs) not all the time don't do it all the time please because you don't want to stay there but allow yourself to just be like oh sad today because you know on this day i would have i would have done x y and z with this person or i would have communicated x y and z with this person and but fully truly give yourself the moment to say i accept and release you know the capacity i accept that the capacity has changed in my life and i release this relationship but all in all that said i still can appreciate the amount of engagement we had, the types of conversations we had, the types of times and emotions we shared. I can still appreciate that so that as I'm healing, I can still draw strength from those moments and go, oh, wow, that was great, you know, so that one day you get to a point where you can say truly, no, 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 it's cool. I've, I've gotten over this person or that certain situation or that relationship, but I don't need to reframe them negatively in order for me to do that or I did not reframe a person negatively in order for me to be able to get over them or get over the hurdle of the emotional tax that the relationship brought you know so I hope that this has been very helpful I know it's very long I'm so sorry about how long it is I didn't think it would be this long and I hope that it wasn't so much rambling but just being able to draw from my examples brief as they were And being able to to just bring yourself back to a moment where if there are relationships you need to mourn that have ended, relationships that made you sad with their end because you never anticipated that such would happen and you would always, you told yourself that this would continue and this would be a beautiful thing. And maybe you are tempted to reframe that person in the worst possible light. Don't do that. Don't do that. Hang on to the trueness. I'm not saying sugarcoat sugarcoat the experience. Don't rose-colored lens the experience. Hold on to the trueness of the whole experience. Hold on to the lessons you learned. Hold on to the love you felt. Hold on to the identity you may have found or let go of. 
hold on to all those different things so that if there's anything you need to recollect and reclaim, you can do that truthfully and honestly. And if there's anything that you took up that you need to lay back down again and leave it with that relationship as you move away from that mental space, that emotional space, that you do that truly and with utmost honesty and respect for yourself. I hope you enjoyed this and I hope that it helped in any capacity at all in how you process the end of certain relationships. And I think I will do a part two on just the processes and maybe, you know, a few more other experiences that I can share um, that help me get through certain things. But thank you so much for listening again and um, we'll talk next time. <laughs>